Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Now, now we're ready to go. This is a fresh Spike's Car Radio for you. Uh, recorded just a few hours ago, uh, we, we, we got a, a, a late night message from uh, John Hennessy from Hennessy Motorsports. He is uh, fond of putting 15,000 horsepower into various vehicles <laughs> like golf carts. He's going to stop in. He just flew in. He's going to stop in and say hi and let us know about, I think, his new Venom. I think it's a V5 Venom. Um, I'm here in Beverly Hills with Zuckerman. Johnny Hello. Lieberman is out in the mountains somewhere uh, with Motor Trend. He sends his love. Um, and we have a great show for you today. Um, just a moment ago, Zuckerman, I, I will tell you, I was almost in an accident. <laughs> I was on 405. It's been one of those mornings, right? I, I got up. We started working on something on Zoom. And about an hour in... All the power went out in Brentwood. The whole place went down for two or three hours, which is an immediate freak out from your family and school and wife and Zoom. So, and then, you know, you're trying to make the best of it. It was just a bad start to the day. I uh, headed down here in the 405, and uh, I look over to the left, and a pickup truck a little close to me is going by very slowly. And as it goes by, in the back of the pickup truck, the... Ducati Multistrada V4S. I mean, literally the bike the that bike. I have. I'm pretty certain. Bike. My bike. And I recognize the truck. The driver's name is Cam. He's always bringing bikes by the house. He's one of the, you know, he's one of those uh, press guys that uh, controls the lots. And we have, we have a nice conversation every time he drops stuff. And uh, it was Cam. And I'm waving, but he doesn't know I'm in the Defender, so I'm just some weird guy. So I decided i got to take a picture of it, right? And now i got to text it to, ta- to Cam. And I'm doing something I don't normally do which is text and take pictures mm, in the I've car, seen you do it. and guess what happens? You almost killed yourself. <laughs> I almost... Well, here, the, the, the Defender, my Land Rover Defender saved me, the driver's stuff. Everything's moving about 50-55. The lane I'm in, some moron has decided to stop in the very right-hand side. So you don't expect to be stopping. You're in the flow of traffic. You I'm don't expect to stop. I'm in the flow of traffic, and I'm looking down, and I'm not paying attention. And again, I know this is wrong. The uh, Defender just goes... Hits the brakes. I look up, hit the brakes after it, and it saves me from getting in an accident. This is very troubling to me for, for several reasons. <laughs> yes. One, what? if you had crashed, I wouldn't have to be doing this podcast. I'm very busy. Crashed. Two, crashed. this is going to affect my business as a personal injury lawyer. Are you telling me, Ferriston, that had you not even looked up, had you not hit the brakes, would this thing have prevented an accident all on its own? It prevented the accident all on its own. This story could have been better, Ferriston. Why? How? You could have looked to your left, and instead of seeing the Ducati, you could have seen your wife in another guy's car, Ooh. and you would, hey. have been, you would have been trying to get her attention, hey. waving, hey. texting, hey. and then crashed and died. You know, you are, I, I'm down to the last episodes of The Sopranos. You're Tony Soprano. Over and over again. You're Tony Soprano, Zucker. I don't understand. Well, even just a moment ago, you gave one of your employees a taste of the envelope. There was an envelope brought to you. 
Here you go. Wet your beak with cash in it. And then you just took out a few. Here, take this. And <laughs> That's it, Tony Soprano. That's really? what he does. He gets Pete, strangers walk in with envelopes of cash like I just witnessed. And then he gives them a few. Go, oh, yeah, go buy yourself a trinket. That did happen. Okay. What you're explaining, I did get an envelope of cash. Yes. And why? I did give the guy a, a tip. He's you, put up with a lot. He did. He puts up with this is how. But, the, you, but again, you see, from my point of view, where I'm here now going, God, I can't believe how much of Zuckerman is Tony Soprano. Then that happens. I mean, come on. Well, I want to remind you something. Yes. Okay. And we can look at this as a New Yorker. We can look at this as a West Coast spiritual person. We, one must share his toys, Ferriston. You must come from a place of abundance, not a place of fear. Somebody gives you money, you give them back a little bit of money, and then it returns to you. Money must flow. Money must flow. It's like yes, a vascular system. It's a simple system. idea. And you, and you must cultivate loyalty and friendship when you have money. You can't be a miser. I've, Don't be a miser, Ferriston. I'm not. I always tip. You know, the flow of money... Is a good. That's a good speech to give your wife when you're buying a car and or husband. You got to keep this money. We moving. are in the stream of commerce <laughs> here, and all yes. different ways we help each other. Yes, keep and, the money flowing. But I'm specifically talking about spending the money. I on agree. Automobiles. And I'm going to say something very important to all of the people listening. Very important. Before I have qualified for bank loans and lines of credit, there were people in my life who gave me money. When I needed it to get into business, and I will always return that favor. Where are the favor. violins? I'm just giving it, just telling all the cheap motherfuckers out there. Do you know don't that everybody cheap. now is going to DM you for money? Well, that's what I want you to do. He uh, will I, just send us your Venmos, your PayPal's, and Zuckerman will send you a taste. Uh, well, I'll tell you something. Yeah. I don't have Venmo. I don't have PayPal. I don't have any of these. Apps. Obviously, I don't, you got people handing yeah, you envelopes. Like, you know what I like? Something called real money. There's <laughs> real money? All, yeah, I like real money. All the fake money, Venmo, all this other business, I don't like it. I like the feel of cash. I've been thinking a lot lately. Do you think drug dealers care about duffel bags of millions of dollars that they've lost or stuck in the side of somebody's house? Or say you found one in a dumpster. I'm just asking. If you found, like, say, $10 million in a dumpster in a duffel bag, would you keep it? Of course I would. Even if you assumed it, it might be... what. I, I, would, I would sleep very well at night. Finders keepers, losers weepers. Now, <laughs> now, on the other hand, <laughs> what if the drug dealer will care about every penny because yes. he's a drug dealer? Right. He counts these things. He wants his money. Yes. But the world is filled with treasure, Ferriston. But don't you? Yeah, I, I agree. It used to be that money would be tracked down in our films and in our books, but now I get the sense there's so much of it. If you, if if ten million that's, were to drop off, or that's or, why the government wants to outlaw cash because you realize what a what a thing out they've got all this money out there. The money equals basically government debt. If I have a hundred dollars in my pocket, that means the government owes me a hundred dollars. If all of that drug dealer money and all the money from say back to the time of Dutch Schultz that was hidden away in barrels somewhere, disappeared. The government just got rich. They yeah. don't owe that anymore. It's gone. Well, it's also about taxes. Anyway. anyway. It's good to be with you, folks. Let's John Hennessy is going to be here. Um, and he's got some crazy stuff uh, to tell us about. <laughs> I can't wait to see. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> a few things we're going to bring up, Zuckerman. And don't let me forget. 
He promised that I was going to drive this thousand horsepower Gladiator. Never happened. Never materialized. A Hennessy. I know his guy, Vinny Russo, moved off to Florida and is representing a company down in Florida. So I think that was the conduit. But we, you know, we got to figure out a way to get these Hennessy products up to us again. We want Venoms. We want Gladiators. We want anything high horsepower and irresponsible. This year... Spring is going to hit a little different because we're all finally starting to get outside and see friends again. And guess what? When you go outside, you need pants, folks. You can't. <laughs> I added that. Do you like that? You can't just walk around the way you're walking around your pandemic house. You need clothing. And Mac Welding. Weldon is one of our favorite places to get them. Hoodies, polos, tees, active shorts, everything Mac Weldon uh, mixes together and works great i can tell you personally that uh zuckerman i'm wearing the mac weldon pants right now i've uh worn their polos i have taken such a deep dive into this company that i am now buying this stuff i'm paying for it not just with my host code i love it it because it's it does everything as i've said many times before i can go work out i can then go to work i can then come here uh it's it's just great stuff, and I look forward to wearing I, it every time. I was hoping that lead-in was either going to be for manscaping or Blue Chew. Now that no. it's time to go outdoors and <clears> see people, you need to be manscaped and have your Blue Chews. By the way, there's a lot of folks who believe that um, that uh, Blue Chew is the reason that guy uh, didn't unsubscribe to our podcast. Not, Not because Jesus. he said F Jesus. Right. They were saying, if, if uh, how about that Blue Chew? I, I, anyway, I, MacWeldon.com yeah. is the place you want to go. You're, I'm going to get you 20% off your first order. And trust me, guys, I use this stuff. I love them. It's MacWeldon.com forward slash spike and enter promo code spike. MacWeldon.com slash spike. Promo code spike for 20% off. MacWeldon.com forward slash spike and use promo code spike. Here's what I recommend. Polos. Um, and, and then these, uh, these I forget what they call these joggers, but go to the joggers. Trust me, you're going to love this stuff. They work like uh, the stuff you can wear in the office and then you can wear in the gym. What's better than that? Loungewear. Yeah. It's not even lounge. They do have that too, and I do wear that. But I'll tell you, whenever I'm doing one of these early morning writing sessions and I get up early, I throw on the Mack Weldon's. I throw on the slides, my Adidas slides, in socks. I know, it's horrible. I throw on the polo so it looks professional on the Zoom, and I am so comfortable. There you go, Mac. Look Weldon. at we you. Love you. Um, let's talk about this 2020 BMW M8 Grand Coupe. A few weeks back, Johnny Lieberman uh, said he would hook me up with the BMW people to do some press drives. And um, while he's hogging the M3 and M4 and M2... I got the 2020-2020 BMW M8 Grand Coupe, but fine. It's a year old, whatever. I have not driven any new BMWs other than my wife's new BMW uh, that's now three years old, right? And we're getting rid of that. Uh, The 2020 BMW M8 Grand Coupe is a four-door coupe, but forget about that. I think MSRP is 143. I think price as tested was 167. It's a 617 horsepower four door, uh, 4.4 liter V8. What else can I tell you about it? Let's go over what this specific build had. Oh, uh, Brands Hatch Gray Metallic, 
Beautiful. Uh, 20 inch M Star bi color wheels. Also nice. Silverstone full merino leather interior, mm. which I loved. Carbon fiber trim, carbon fiber roof, competition package, driving assist package, driving assistance professional package, carbon ceramic brakes in the color of gold, uh, carbon exterior. The Bowers and Wilkins, those magnificent bastards, diamond surround sound uh, for $3,400 and worth it. And uh, as I said before, one hundred and sixty-eight grand is wow. what that car cost. That's a whole lot of car, and it's fancy. It's visually very nice looking. Yes. Well, let me tell you about my first drive. It was to get vaccinated about an hour away from L.A., and that meant... I was hopping on to the 405 and doing, I think, a straight shot, 405 to the 101 for an hour, okay? Normally, you have to pay attention, but I threw on the BMW driver assist. And I wasn't saying you have to pay attention. I was saying normally the driver Mm -hmm. has to pay attention. I won't pay attention. (laughs) But I wanted to roll a couple emails. I wanted to make a couple of calls. And so I said, I'll try this stuff. I threw on the uh, the automatic steering. Uh, they call it BMW Driver Assist. It was great. I set the uh, the adaptive cruise control for 85, but it would go behind the car in front of me, and so I was averaging like 67 miles an hour. Do you it's have just, to look where you're going? You don't. And here's what I wanted to talk about, okay? This is, I mean, and maybe some of the other systems work as well as this. This worked really well. If you imagine a car in a lane, sometimes with these things, and I won't mention the manufacturers, they tend to go left and right and ping off the lines, zigzagging almost. The BMW stayed right in the middle. Uh, I was able to control the distance between the car in front of me, and I felt, you know, it was like a car, two car lengths behind uh, the car in front of me, cruising at 67. You throw up ways on your CarPlay, wireless CarPlay, instantly talks to it. it uh, I've got my, my numbers. I've got everything I want there on that screen without having to do anything. Touch screen so I can touch them. Waze is telling me I will be there in 45 minutes, which is perfect. And suddenly I was, uh, you know, in a chauffeured experience. This is a self-driving car, you're telling me. It's driver assist so it you requires make it sound. You make it sound like it, it takes no input from you. It wants input for you. So if, if I were to take my hands off the wheel, I, uh, first of all, I took my feet forward, right? Not off the pedals in a more comfortable seating position. I'm already winning at that point. Secondly, if you take your hands off the steering wheel, a little yellow thing flashes, and then eventually it goes, ah! <laughs> put it back on. So you rest your hand on the steering wheel, right? But what you can do after, you know, after you're looking around going, can I trust this? You can trust it on the highway. And I was able to kind of turn and do a couple things and look at everything worked fine. We hit a bit, a little bit of traffic, slowed right down to five miles an hour, then back up to 65 plus. It was, it was good, Zuckerman, so much so that I dropped out for about, I would say, 25 minutes of chilling out and letting the car do most of the work. What's interesting about it, though, is there was a moment where, like today on the 405, where I realized, shit, I haven't paid attention to anything for five minutes. And I wasn't playing with my phone or doing anything. I was just daydreaming <laughs> because there's nothing to engage you with the car. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of scenery off the 101. You know, I'm not playing with my phone. I don't have to drive. And I realized there's this, you know, there's this new skill set we're going to have, have to kind of develop here. When to interact. Yeah, when to interact, but also... 
how to stay engaged because for someone like me, whatever it is, whether it's because I'm a creative or I'm just out of my mind, I like to daydream. I just will drift off into thoughts and think about things and and that turns off a lot. It's a powerful muscle I have. Serves me in the writer's room, not so sure. <laughs> Serving me while I'm driving, thinking about X, Y, or Z. Do you hear what I'm saying? I understand. And it, Because, you know, here we're all watching this Tesla crash this week where they're saying there was no one in the driver's seat and someone uh, in the passenger, someone in the back. You know, you can't, you can't just let the car do the work. And, you know, but you don't have to be fully engaged, but the human mind, at least mine, is not designed for that. It's designed for, hey, I want to jump in or, hey, I want to go to sleep. Thoughts, Suckerman? I think it's a problem. It, it definitely right? is. It, there is it going to be a day, I don't know when, when supposedly this stuff will really work on its own as it's supposed to. But right now, it's failable. And, but people like to push the limits of technology. For example, I'll admit to, I want to I push the limits of how, how, will the car be empty? I want to see how far I can go on empty without <laughs> running out of gas. Other people are going to take that as a challenge, and they're going to want to watch The Departed on their phone or laptop while, it's a great movie. Uh, while, they're, while they're, the car is driving. And that, I would totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you just painted a great picture, Zuckerman. Yes, exactly. You're what? watching The Departed. I don't want to rip apart the BMW because I thought all the driver's assist tech was great. I thought the car was wonderful. And it, it, the car is such a winner. I came back from that trip like, you know, I'm not afraid of uh, L.A. traffic on the highway anymore. BMW and the M8 Grand Coupe just was a great, it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um little too much, I thought, for me driving around the city. You know, it wasn't as agile as I like, but I'm a performance car guy. <clears throat> and the all-important speed bump test, it did not take the speed bumps in my neighborhood very well. Really? And I kept bottoming out a lot. And there was no setting I could use, even when I went to track mode, that, that tightened that it up enough. That surprises me, given the length of the wheelbase. Yeah, one I know. Would, me too. One would think happen- that would eat it up. And it happens with my wife's BMW, too. I, I'm going to just go uh, assume that it's a softer uh, ride to make it a more luxurious uh, sedan ride. Do you know what I'm saying? Here's, here's it's not a sports car. It's certainly not. But if you, if you had this car, let's say you wanted to be your CEO. Let's say you're a, a TV star. Let's say you're someone who wants something fast, but you don't want to be on anybody's radar and want something low-key. This car is perfect for you. The thing jams. Like, when I jumped off driver's assist and it, it started passing people, I went, whoa, 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 120, just like that. <laughs> just like that, the thing just was a monster. And, and I had in no intention of going that fast. It just jumped up instantly. It's great. And uh, it's a winner. I can't wait to drive more of these BMW things. I find the notion of a four-door coupe to be so strange. I yeah, it's an I, old it's, idea. It's, it's not. I'm complaining about something that's really been on the market now for about 15 years. Yeah, but yeah. a four-door coupe always strikes me as an odd compromise. How about an electric turbo? I'd like, I either, yeah, I know. Get a, you get a four-door sedan or you get a two-door coupe. That's my thinking. And if I was going to have an 8-series, it would be a two-door um, I, I didn't like sitting in it how much rake was on the windshield. For such a big car, you have such a narrow aperture of vision. But then again, I'm a guy who likes older BMWs and older Porsches, which have very large greenhouses. 
Mm-hmm. I find I found it to be somewhat claustrophobic sitting in the driver's seat. It's not. It's not what we usually buy. Like I usually right. buy trucks, but it's it's great. It's I mean, a beautiful. It, as far as an entry point for new BMWs, not having driven them for a while, I was like, I can't wait to drive the M3 now. I'm psyched. Yeah. I'm psyched to get in it. Um, let's talk about our newest sponsor, Zuckerman. Every plate, every plate. Experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. Get meals you'll enjoy and your bank account will love delivered right to your door contact free. Think of it this way. One meal from every plate is the same price as a cup of coffee. Every plate dinners are the less expensive and more fulfilling alternate to takeout and delivery. More bang for your buck. How does it work? Oh, my God. I can tell you because I got this stuff delivered to my house, Zuckerman. You've got the meal all in a box and little cards and it shows you how to make it. And boy, was my family impressed that I was able to cook things. It's all there. You don't have to do anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? It comes in a box. And it's cheaper. You know how expensive food is these days? These meals are averaging $1.99 a meal. You can try every plate for just $1.99 per meal plus an additional 20% off of your next two boxes by going to everyplate.com. And entering the code SPIKE199. Go to everyplate.com and enter the code SPIKE199. Get started with every plate for just $1.99 per meal, plus an additional 20% off another two weeks by going to everyplate.com and entering code SPIKE199. It's awesome, guys. This is, this is the meal delivery system you've been waiting for. And if you like to cook, everything is there for you and it's ready to Go. Everyplate.com. New sponsor. Thank you for jumping in. Um, More news. What was I going to say here? John Hennessy is texting and calling us. Yes, he's lost. I don't know where he is. That's all right. Let him find his way here. Um, You know, I got, let's see, Sunday, Malibu Kitchen Cars and Coffee. Let me just find this. This is a very exciting press release, Zuckerman. Where is it? Uh, right here. It's so exciting. I've lost it. Ah, ah, here it is. Here it is. You know, and it's really, really like one of those mark markers for our cars and coffee and for the Malibu kitchen cars and coffee and everything else. But listen to this headline. This is an official Audi press release. Are you ready? Yes. Electric Performance Halo 2022 Audi RS e-tron GT to make its U.S. debut at Malibu Cars and Coffee Sunday, April 25th. How crazy is, is that? this Sunday. Audi of America shares the excitement of the fully electric RS e-tron GT with the enthusiast community. Beautiful design. The RS e-tron GT, the new 2022, uh, is expected to arrive at dealerships this summer. And here it's going to be at our Cars and Coffee at 10 a.m. Um, at the Malibu Kitchen at the Malibu Country Mart. Um, come down and check it out. Uh, they're saying, please wear a mask and social distance, of course. Um, pretty exciting. Etron GT produces 470 horsepower. Um, it's their all-electric uh, platform, though, right? How can it have horsepower? Whatever. 800-volt electrical architecture. That means it charges very quickly. But look at that. Look there's at how no, far we've come, Zuckerman. But there's really no such thing as Malibu Cars and Coffee. It's not real. It's real, and it's not real. We are the organizers, and we are not the organizers. 
There is no organized principle there. There's none. There's no such thing as Malibu cars. If you Googled Malibu cars and coffee, nothing would come up. Though Audi knew to reach out to me to make it happen. And here you are. But somehow. I'm only a facilitator. I will maybe fa- they, I'm only a facilitator of getting it there. They need to give me some cars. Huh? Well, how come they don't recognize me with cars? I want some Who's cars. That? Audi, any of these car manufacturers. I'm going to start oh, complaining. That, that can happen. We can make some that cars. happen. You know how we'll do that? We'll do that through Johnny Lieberman. Yeah. But what do you want to drive? Think of what you want to drive first. Something I mean, f- when they're giving Tom Segura McLarens, then it's all over. They're giving him a McLaren? Yeah, yeah. Farrah hooked him up. Really? Yeah. I want a McLaren. I want a fancy BMW. I want a fancy Porsche. I want a fancy Benz. But you Benz. didn't want to drive the M8. I want to drive the M8 two-door. What? Well, I'll just I'll just get the M3, and then I'll hand it off to you. Okay. We'll split the time in it. Okay, fair enough. I'll just tell them to put you on the loan. That's easy enough. The idea of driving something after Lieberman's driven it. I don't know. That's the hard part. Yes. But I think they clean them and defartify the seats. Yeah, fart-soaked and- seats. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say I'm I'm a little annoyed at at the folks at Porsche for not uh, handing off this new GT3 to us to drive before. What an insult of some of the clowns a that have been insult. in it so far. And I say that with peace and love, but Matt Farah gets the new GT3 before us. Everybody, he's not a Porsche guy. Every- I mean, God, I you know, why not give it to uh, the, uh, the 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 manager of my local Subway first. <laughs> Give the janitor a tie and call him the boss. That's what's going on here. Yeah. Why not hand it off to the, uh, I don't know, the donut shop guy. (laughs) Mr. Min. (laughs) You saw what he did to that that Safari 911, right, Porsche? You saw what he did. And you're giving him a car and not us? In Porsche's defense, let me take up both sides of this. They did bring it to me and Jerry while we were working out uh, at the hangar before anybody else had seen it. So... (laughs) In Porsche's defense, they did kind of bring it by, but they didn't let us drive it. Turn that dinging off, please. Tennessee's looking for us. Well, oh, let him God. look. This is like a scavenger hunt. It'll be fun for him. You would think he could find his way to money. <laughs> guy like him. <laughs> He'd be like a truffle pig, he sniffing will. it out. But by the way, uh, speaking of the cars and coffee, just one more thing about it. One program note. It appears to be the lots are all open now. The health department has uh, stopped, as I predicted they would. Um, we don't really have much of an outbreak here anymore, and the city is about to open up. And uh, uh, they have officers there to make sure people behave, and we support that, actually. We don't want the loud Lamborghini guys revving their engines and everything else. And we'll be out there. Um, Mr. Leno will be out there at 10 o'clock on Sunday. We'll have the folks from Audi. And it's possible I may have the GT3 with me. Really? It's possible. I don't know. I, I think Porsche caught wind of, uh, not this moment ago, this complaining I just did, but uh, the, the fact that Audi? Audi was stepping in, and I think they this got a This could be a big deal. Yeah, yeah. They it's need to good. give us money, Ferriston. Where's money? the money? This is all a hobby, Zuckerman. This is our <laughs> hobby. Money is my hobby, too. I like money. You, know, you don't like money? What's that? You don't like money? I love money. All right, we're going to bring John in in a minute. Let's do an ad for our next new sponsor, Pandora. You know, uh, it asks, wants to know what family means to me. We have Mother's Day coming up, right? And we have moms, and we have wives, and we have partners. And it's just not easy to express such a profound relationship when your connection with mom is stronger than words. Tell her you love her with the love captured in Pandora Jewelry. 
and then it says, if you were a mother, share your motherhood experiences. Zuckerman, you're the closest mother we have. It's a different kind of mother. A real motherfucker. <laughs> Don't say that. Please. But I do know, guys, we're all, uh, uh, you know, uh, we're all sweating struggling. it out. We're struggling <laughs> How to, to keep them quiet. figure out what <laughs> to get for our wives <laughs> and for our moms and everything else. They have different style, and it's really hard to guess. You need some good jewelry. You need something great. And Pandora is going to hook you up. Um, let me see where the rest of this is here. Oh, here they are. Um, they have a weird website, but you got to go check them out. us.pandora.net. Um, of course, forward slash Spike 911 you want to put in us.pandora.net forward slash Spike 911. <clears throat> and they are going to help you out. They have uh, high quality jewelry. They have in-store uh, pickups if you happen to live near one of the place. Where's the rest of this ad? Guys, you got to remember. Mother's Day is kind of like going into the tiger cage with a hungry tiger. You need to have some red meat to throw at the beast so that you are not annihilated. And that is this product that Ferris is yeah. telling you about. This will be the last time we have Pandora as a sponsor. <laughs> Jewelry that can be customized to fit all styles and personalities. You can express connection that's stronger than words with symbols of love and gratitude such as hearts, infinite symbols, angel wings, and family trees, which remind us how special mothers are. They have a ton of stuff. I actually went online to check them out. They have a lot of quality jewelry, earrings, necklaces, the whole deal. And guess what? It is affordable. So check it out. US.Pandora.net. US.Pandora.net forward slash Spike 911. Um, let's see. Shop online or in store between 422 and 426 and receive a bonus gift with your $150 Pandora jewelry purchase. Purchase a limited edition sterling Silver bangle. Bonus gift, Zuckerman. You get a bonus gift. Bone us. <laughs> God. Bluetooth's never coming back, by the way. They're never coming back, nor is the guy. There's John Hennessy. Now we're talking. You, ju- you just have to pay attention, Mr. Hennessy. Rock and roll. Sit down. Pick up a mic. All right, yeah. You know. What's up, sports fans? Here, sit over there. Sit over there. Yeah, and that one right over there. There you go. That's my contact. Um, All right. Zuckerman, I was just going to bring up, uh, said, uh, fuck Jesus a few weeks ago, and we lost one of our listeners. Don't say that. Well, you have to understand the context of this, dear friend. What was was the context? Because I don't even remember. But by the way, you saw me put it on Instagram stories, right? Right. The, the 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 fans could not have been more entertained. They you, thought you it was have to very funny. This. I'm I'm the Hebrew element of this podcast here. And you know the, the <laughs> so Hebrew was, the Hebrew this history was Easter? the Hebrew yes, the Hebrew history has never been very good. And after Jesus comes along, it's been downhill. It was more of the same but worse. And so this guy <laughs> really you, you know, he could be your God, but for us, it hasn't gone that well. What are you it's, doing to John? I thought this Look was supposed him. to be about, about cars. This is about cars. <laughs> where's, my, where's my Quattro Sport Coupe? <laughs> yes. Are you taking good care of that for I'm me? I'm trying to. Okay. I'm trying. So I apologize to anyone who I offended, but you have to feel me, feel the soul here. You know, things haven't gone that well for us. Ever Speaking since of, that guy got on the cross. How, how bad am I? I don't remember you even saying it. All right, you I was surprised that it happened on the podcast. You're, when you're, I read it, I was okay, like, you what? have an editor. He's supposed huh? to cut out these loathsome and We don't have time comments. to do all of that. It's better to just record. But 
again, I don't remember even hearing it, but I, he'll I, be okay. back. He'll I be remember back. the whole thing because I tried to get you to explain to me the whole nature of the tripartite. Well, here, the tripartite God. Let me make tell sense you. Let me, me tell you. There were a hell of a lot of Christian people who uh, I would say hell. Let's say ten who DM me and said, I didn't like it, but I'm still going to listen. <laughs> That's kind of the reaction it's like I have a, it's like when, when, when I'm offended. Somebody yeah. offends me. I didn't like it, but I'm still going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I wish, I wish the world could adopt the comedy writer point of view, which is... You try stuff. No, no, you can't be offended. You, if you're trying to make people laugh, it's really Unless you're not... Kramer. What's that? Unless you're, what was the oh, mic? Oh, well, we won't know that. <laughs> what do well. you mean? He's that wasn't about... in a comedy writer's room. <laughs> that oh, was out in a comedy <laughs> club, and it was horrifying. <laughs> that was different. So you can cross the line. Is that what you're saying? If he, Yes, you can. Yes. If he were, I mean, that's a different Look, conversation. I mean, that that's him dropping ago. the N-bomb, and yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. what I'm that's saying. Committing what suicide. I'm saying is with somebody's... But you're dropping tr- the J-bomb. When someone's trying to make someone laugh in a writer's room, it, it, you know, it's kind of hard to offend comedians. Comedians laugh at everything. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm That's a different J-bomb. conversation. I'm a, I can, you know. A J-bomb? I'm a J-bomb. Is there a J-bomb? What is the J-bomb? It's the Jewish bomb. It's me coming well, I in Jesus. here. I meant J is oh. in Jesus, but that's okay. Yeah, you could, it could be the, the Jewish J-bomb. bomb. I'm the Jewish bomb. Okay. You deploy me like the Kraken. All right. Release All right. the let's, Kraken. Let's, okay. let's talk about cars. My name is Matt Farah. It's good to be here with you guys today. Yeah. All right, John. When was it? Last Wednesday? Yeah. At 3.25. Okay. That you texted me, hey, I'm in L.A. for a few days. Yeah. About um, 36 hours to be exact. Let me know if you like to podcast. This is what I've been working on. Yeah. And What have I been, what have I been working on? Well, the first, it was a, first it was a picture of you and your wife, and I was like, I guess you're working <laughs> yeah. on your marriage. Yes. 30 is, years, baby. Is that baby. your wife? Yes. Smoking hot. 30 years of, of hotness. But sur- he- on either side of you in this photograph is a beautiful... Venom, that's the Venom right? GT from that's a car's about ten years old. Okay, there's the there's and then that the one. new beast is the F five. Yeah, that's on the right. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And we just released the news just a few hours ago that our Venom F five, our first car, uh, we've been doing a lot of testing on it, just broke the magical two hundred mile per hour mark on our first runway test. And before you run three hundred miles an hour, you got to go two hundred miles an hour. And before you run two hundred, you got to break one hundred. So. Wow. It's kind of a pretty cool milestone. We're, we're excited about it. Who was the pilot? The 200 mile. A gentleman pilot. named John Heinrichsy, uh, also known as Hein Rocket. He's our chief engineer, development driver, and he was formerly with General Motors for 38 years. And mm-hmm. if you've ever heard of the Snake Skinner Corvette, and he's done all kinds of cool stuff when he was at GM. But he's been retired from GM for 10 years, and he's the hardest working retired person that I know. And he does a great job for us. Why don't you take us through the history of the Venom for those uh, who don't know what this car is? How did this start? You say it was the first one was 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. So the Venom brand name, which we have trademarked, uh, we were modifying Vipers 25 years ago. And we thought, what's a cool name for a more potent Viper? Um, and so back in the mid-2000s, we had a twin turbo Viper that beat a Bugatti Veyron from 0 to 200 miles per hour. It was on the cover of Road Track magazine. Uh, it was great for business, great for brand building. Um, did zero to 220 seconds. The Bugatti did it in 24. But we're the kind of guys that think, what's the next mountain to climb? And we thought maybe adding more horsepower isn't always the answer. It's a good answer, but it's not the only answer. We thought, what if we could do something lighter? And I had a guy that was doing some design work for me back in the 2006 time frame. And I said, what if we took a Lotus Elise or Exige? 
and we took that little Toyota four banger out of the back of that thing, and we put our twin turbo V10 Viper engine with a thousand plus horsepower. What would that look like? And I had some renderings, and some some vlogger dude uh, from some website back in 2007 at the Siemens show said, "Hey, what's new?" I showed him a picture. It went viral. Two weeks later, some guy from Dubai calls up and says, "I want to order one of those things." Wow! So it was never a business plan. It was yeah, just like yeah. kind of a crazy, wacky idea, and. We got into building the first one. We thought we had a budget. It's like building a house. Whatever amount that you have in your mind as far as it's going to cost this much, then multiply it by three or four and multiply the time frame by at least two or three. And uh, so when we got into it, we got committed to it. I'm like, well, golly, if we're going to make this come true, we have to sell more cars. And so we ended up building a dozen of those. The Venom GT culminated in 2014 when we beat the Bugatti Veyron Super Sports 268 mile per hour average speed over in Germany. We went to 70. And again, that was a that was a neat car. It was kind of a crazy idea. People would look at it and say, well, it's kind of based on Lotus. Why isn't your own car? And we thought, well, we, we wanted to utilize the tub, but everything in front of the dash was new. Everything from behind the seats was all new. Our own twin turbo V8. People asked to describe that car. I say the Venom GT was like an F40 times two and a half. Super lightweight, very raw, very analog, manual. All of them are manual, six-speed gearboxes. Uh, the, la- the first six were coupes. The last six were roadsters. So it was a car that was, unless you drove one or had a chance to ride one, very pe- few people really understood that car. And it just irritated me that people would say, pe- generally people on social media or the Internet, oh, it looks like a modified Lotus. They didn't understand the car. So I got pissed about it, and I thought, I want to just come up with a different design because my designer – I allowed him to leave too much, the, like the Lotus headlights and taillights, which that's, you know, it's like the headlights are like a person's eyes, mm-hmm. right? You see that, mm-hmm. you know what it is. And so, so you were beating yourself up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was beating myself up a little bit. So I thought, okay, let's evolve that design. And I met a guy, actually, I was just trading some texts with him right before I came in here. A guy just retired from Apple not too long ago. His name is Phil Schiller. He was their chief marketing officer. And I met him through another client who was also an Apple guy. And I. And he said, hey, look, if you ever want to bounce any ideas, I'm like, man, this is, the, this is the best consultant I could never afford to hire. So I sent him a few pictures of our Venom GT. I think I was going to call it the Evo. And he said, John, this is, so this is fast forward. This is 2013. He said, John, you're not going to get credit for having your own car and your own design until you have your own design and build your own car. And it was like, get kicked in the balls. I'm like, this guy is arguably one of the top marketing geniuses not only in the world, but of all time. I mean, look at Apple. What an iconic brand. Mm-hmm. Head marketing guy. And so I took his words to heart, and I, I got put my big boy pants on. I thought, well, i got to find a designer. We need to build our own car. And kind of that journey started in 2013. 2014, I found a designer. We went back and forth on designs. I didn't have the time or the budget back then. But in 2017, Shell Penzel came along. We had started working with them, and they said, hey, look, if you want to build that car, we'll – We'll see if we can carve out some budget to help you pay for the design and build like a full one-to-one scale design model. So you've probably seen it. It was yellow. We introduced it at SEMA end of 2017. When we did that, all of a sudden, people wanted to buy it, and we had orders. And so really from 18 through about six months ago, right before Christmas, we spent two and a half, three years doing the engineering. Mm -hmm. I mean, basically building a car from scratch, the Venom F5 is our name, and there's a story behind the name. I don't know if we have time for that. But the Venom F5 is our own ground-up car. 
and has over 3,000 brand new bespoke built from scratch parts. Wow. And how uh, hard is it to build your own? It's crazy. Car? It's like it's like saying I'm going to start you know, Preston Tucker, I'm going to start my own car company. Now, right, we, right. we have some experience in the space in that we've been modifying cars now for 30 years. Um, so, but going from being a car tuner to a car manufacturer. That's is, like being it, from, going it, from the tailor that fixes it, the cuff of your pants to building the whole suit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if I knew then what I know now, both in terms of time, commitment, just stuff that we would have to overcome. We, I mean, we had to fit it. I mean, I'm not crying the blues about COVID because everybody's got a COVID sad mm-hmm. story right but i mean we, we're trying to finish a car during a pandemic and a lot of our engineering a lot of our suppliers are based in silverstone england so for two and a half years i was going back and forth over there every six weeks and work with my guys over there working with my guys in texas for the last year there was no going over there we tried trying to manage a an eight-figure project by zoom and team team meetings right right so right. It, it, it has its own really funky story and cool customers and customers and shell pins all and people that have believed in us um so when we when we we built the first car over there we brought it over here we do all the powertrain work in texas a lot of the you know, mechanicals the assembly we built our own factory to build these cars and so when the car came over and i saw it together for the first time and sat in it it was just you know it's i mean i've got five kids plus a son-in-law I love them all dearly, but it's almost like this was like our sixth or seventh child. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, so I was traveling somewhere. My wife, my you know, you know what I'm talking about. My my first child. I was out my of town. I was out of town somewhere uh, back in February, mm-hmm. and my wife got to see it all together before I did, and she cried. And that, now she and the kids asked me, "Daddy, did you cry?" I got to I got to ride in it a couple days ago. How many are built right now? <laughs> we have one that's built, complete, running, testing. We'll begin delivering to customers later in the year. We have two more that'll be running probably late summer. We're going to try to build and deliver five cars by the end of this year. Uh-huh. And so, 12 Zuckerberg, cars next guess year. how much these cars cost? They got to be a million dollars. 2.1. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, question base plus okay. options. Okay. So, okay. Fair enough. I'm not concerned about the price, but yeah. I'm going to be one of the purchasers, let's say. Yeah. And I'm not buying. A, a car from Bugatti or yeah. or, or any manufacturer you know, that's what should I expect as a customer of the experience because this is part of this is really like purchase, purchasing a prototype yeah, yeah. and being part of the the design and construction process right. so I'm not getting say I hate to compare it to Bugatti or a Ferrari right. I have to imagine that there it's there's a difference well, I mean that's a good question. I think I think what you're really asking is, you know, how does a car that's small volume, whether it's my car, Konosake Pagani, that's built, they build a handful a year. Mm-hmm. You know, after 20 years, Pagani maybe builds 30 or 35 units, maybe 40 units a year. You know, next year we we might build a dozen. How does that compare to something like? A La Ferrari, where they built four ninety nine, then they built another one hundred and fifty Apertas or whatever. Right, and they're coming um, from a factory that's got that history that builds a lot of other know, cars. Look, I I would put our car up against their car any day of the week, not just in terms of looks or performance, but in terms of drivability, functionality, reliability. Um, we built our car to be very simple. Uh, we built our car to be very safe and reliable. Um, you know, you're not going to spend sixty thousand dollars every two years like you would on a Veyron, you mm-hmm. know, changing out wheels and tires and stuff like that. So 
again, uh, you know, it's not just me. We have a whole team around us. Do we have the resources of, of Volkswagen Group or FCA or Stellantis as far, or Ferrari's their own separate company now? No, we don't. But I think that we can, in, in that sphere of car, here's what this car is about. Is this, this car is purely about emotion. It's purely, I tell our clients, you're as much owning a $2 million plus asset as you're owning, you're owning a piece of history. And what a piece if, what of if, so what, the first the first McLaren the first handful of McLaren F ones mm-hmm. that McLaren built Gordon Murray built back twenty five years ago what's that car worth today is that a thirty forty million dollar car you know how does that car compare to you know a Mercedes that comes out of a factory where they build thousands mm-hmm. or millions of those things so again I, I I think if you want something that's a commodity that's a tra- transportation everybody can buy a Mercedes or a Lexus right. This car is, is it's about emotion. It's about the experience. It's about being part of a very special club of not just rich guys. I mean, there's a lot of rich guys out there, but the guys that, that, that own this car, that have this car in order, it's a very special experiential thing. And I had one of my clients, another famous guy, I can't say his name, when he ordered the car three years ago, he said, John, I'm as much doing this deal because of the experience with you and the process of, of creating something special, something that could be a piece of history. It will be a piece of history. Just a matter of where does that fit in. That was what he told me, as much as it is to actually own the asset. Matthew itself. McConaughey? No. Is that who it was? Tell us, nobody no. listens to this. There's three no, of guys course, listening nobody to, listens this. to this. Just <laughs> tell us who it is. We won't uh, say I, anything. I, I, I can't say. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Now you've you got a whole like media empire down there now where you're shooting a lot of video. Do you, well, are you going to race mean, anybody? That's just kind of a byproduct. I mean, our media stuff will is... You, but will you race a LaFerrari? Will you race a Bugatti? Well, will you I throw mean, those we'll, things? We'll ra- I mean, are you going to have some fun? Again, I, I think that, you know, kind of the, the, the peers would be you know, Bugatti, Chiron, and their derivatives. Kona yeah, Sage, yeah. got Yesco coming. You know, I mean, I mean, I've got a, you know, I've got a seven six five LT that'll smoke a La Ferrari and right. a, lot, a lot of cars. <laughs> I got a new Turbo S that'll be a La nice. Ferrari. You know, so there you go. Yeah. When are we going to start seeing your press cars up here in LA? I know Vinny Russo took off. And <laughs> yeah, Vinny's back so in Florida. The, we love the press Vinny, cars, but, yeah, but I never um, got a chance to drive the Gladiator. You know, I think what we need to do, I think a new a new vehicle, like you know, in our car and truck modification business dude it's all about trucks right and since the raptor and the Velo- the raptor went away so v- until they come back we're really not building very so many the raptor's Velocers. gone huh i didn't know well that. it went out of production in september they're coming out with the new version the 22 that has the new interior it's probably oh, uh, hybrid okay. so it has the electric assist i'm right. guessing it's 500 horsepower and over 600 foot pounds of torque from the factory so the velociraptor will return later this year you've got bronco coming but the big truck and the popular truck in our shop right now is the T-Rex. Have you guys been in the T-Rex? Mm. Uh-uh. That thing's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's got the Hellcat engine in yeah. it. It's yeah. 702 horsepower. <laughs> I mean, you got these guys going out jumping crazy sand dunes right. and shit like that. So we do 900 horsepower and 1,000 horsepower. We call it the Mammoth 1,000. And look, as far as doing press stuff, we've been laying low because of COVID. Right, So right. we figured, well, you know, but it's time. I mean, Zuckerman's I think already so, had it and he's eating so from so it. So this summer... I think this summer we'll get you guys something fun that you can drive. And yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Well, what, what, are your, what are your plans for the Bronco? Oh, we have huge plans for the Bronco. I mean, I think the Bronco, as far as enthusiast vehicles, I don't know, you know, outside of the cult of Tesla, what vehicle right now that's hotter has more yeah, pent-up demand. And I think it's because of the price point. It's because 
Well, it's a great truck. The, it's too. a great it's truck. Driven it. I mean, they they rock off road. They look cool. I mean, I think Ford nailed it in yeah, every yeah. single way. I, I, and I don't really think it really threatens Jeep. If you're a Jeep person, you're going to go Jeep. I think but it if does. You, but if you see, well, <laughs> it's so you know, much better than, so, it, but, than a but, Jeep. But so, so we're going to do a lot crap. with the Bronco. We're going to do a lot with the Bronco. We've actually we've expanded our factory in addition to FI production to where we can build vehicles like the Bronco and the Velociraptor, where we can produce 20 a week. So th- so next year, if the supply chain ever straightens itself out. We're set up to build a thousand units next year. Wow! So, and I think that Bronco and Velociraptor, followed by T Rex, will lead the way. Now, if you look back at our company 10, 15 years ago, it was Vipers, it was Corvettes, it was muscle cars. But there's been this huge shift towards trucks and SUVs. And I'll, and I'll ride that way if we, yeah, we yeah. love our customers. Question like back to the Venom. Yeah, is that a Hennessy product or is that a different company that that car is? It is a Hennessy product. It's under the Hennessy brand. We established a separate entity to manufacture. So it's the first of other vehicles that we're going to be building from the ground up. And I've shared this with a few people here recently, so this isn't like breaking news. But but we do have in our product plans an electrify a fully electrified vehicle. I'm not interested in building hybrid cars. I think they're too complicated. And you get a car like a McLaren P1, and they're out of warranty. It gets expensive to maintain and and fix those. So. We're either going to be straight up internal combustion, but we will also offer our own dedicated, nice. fully electrified car. And when you see it, it's like nothing that you've seen before. And that's that's all I'll say so about that. So what is the name of this entity that's going to be producing the ground-up vehicles? Hennessy's, a- Hennessy's Special Vehicles. Gotcha. Yeah. HSV. HSV. I like well, no, yeah. I don't. I don't want to get in trouble with anybody down in Australia. Right. We got the guys at Holden, and we get along good with uh-huh. the guys at Holden. We internally, just amongst the company, will re- refer to our other entity as HSV. But to the world, people just look at us as Hennessy, whether right. we're performance special vehicles, tuner school. Yeah, right. Hennessy. That's awesome. That's it, John. That's all the time we have. I love Excited. it. We gotta, we Thank you guys. Thank you for coming. Thank you all for right. calling up and uh, dropping in. We always love seeing you. Next um, time, next I'm I'm gonna bring my pastor out here next time, and we can have a little further oh, discussion I'd love about that. Jesus. That would be fantastic. We, yeah, his name's really, Jeremy Foster. He's we, a great we guy. We need an exorcist. <laughs> we well, need we can to do get that the too. demons real, out of Jeremy. Can we can we walk again? Can we can we do burnouts out here on the on yeah, the drag? Once the demon has been extra pulled out of Zuckerman, he well, well, uh, you know that's where the, that's where the name exorcist came from when Dodge was promoting the demon. Yeah. I told my wife, I'm like. I got a great idea, a great name for a car. We'll call it the Exorcist. I didn't even know what car it was. I went to the shop. I'm like, what do we got that we can give a thousand horsepower that, that can kick the demon in the balls? He said, well, we got the New Zealand Corp. Oh, I Camaro. would like that. That would be good. cool. Yeah. I'm good at naming stuff. Where do you like to respond to fans? Instagram? You know, Instagram, Hennessy Performance, or websites, go. Hennessy Performance, and uh, yeah, YouTube. Zuckerman? If you've been in an accident, you were a loved one, you can reach me. At Carpenter, Zuckerman, and Rowley. Otherwise, on Instagram, just at Zuckerman. And I will be at the Malibu Kitchen Cars and Coffee Sunday at 10 a.m. with the brand new Audi e-tron GT, the 2022, being debuted at Little Old Bills. We'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.